Ash Wednesday in the year of our Lord, 2024. A reading from Joel chapter 2. Yet even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning, and rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love, and he relents over disaster. Who knows whether he will not turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, consecrate a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the people, consecrate the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children, even nursing infants. Let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her chamber. Between the vegetable and the altar, let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep and say, Spare your people, O Lord, and make not your heritage a reproach, a byword among the nations. Why should they say among the peoples, Where is their God? Then the Lord became jealous for his land and had pity on his people. The Lord answered and said to his people, Behold, I am sending to you grain, wine, and oil, and you will be satisfied, and I will no more make you a reproach among the nations. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Once again, the reading was from Joel chapter 2, verses 12 through 19. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Happy Valentine's Day. In 2018, this phenomenon happened, where Ash Wednesday fell on the commemoration of St. Valentine. It happens again today, and it will also happen in 2029, but then not again until the 22nd century. Of course, the secular celebration of Valentine's Day is characterized by overwhelming a special someone with treats, gifts, and rewards to emphasize one's love and affection for them. Yet, the religious commemoration of St. Valentine should not be overlooked. Even in our LCMS liturgical calendar, February 14th is the day we commemorate the martyrdom of St. Valentine around 270 A.D. under the Roman Emperor Claudius II. Really, not much is known about St. Valentine. He was probably a doctor and pastor, ministering especially to persecuted Christians in central Italy. As a doctor and pastor, he would have cared a great deal about both the body and the soul, imitating Christ's own love and care for both body and soul. Various legends of St. Valentine also exist. One is that while under house arrest of one Judge Asterius, he healed the judge's adopted daughter of her blindness, which helped convert the judge and his entire household, around 50 people in all, to Christianity. Another legend is that before his martyrdom, he gave a small note to this daughter of Asterius, 
who had grown to love and care for him, and signed the note from your valentine, which is why notes are exchanged on Valentine's Day. A final legend is that Valentine would marry Christian couples against the orders of the Roman Empire, as this would keep the men from having to enter the Roman army. When this led to persecution, Valentine would then strengthen these men in their marriage vows and God's love by giving them hearts cut out from parchment paper, which accounts for the widespread use of hearts on Valentine's Day. Whatever the truth is about the ministry of St. Valentine, it is evident that he had a great love for Jesus Christ as well as for the people of Christ's church. But St. Valentine's love for Christ's children wasn't always chocolate and candies and roses and cards, as today's culture would have it. St. Valentine's love wasn't always fair, wasn't always nice, and sometimes it hurt people's feelings. As both a doctor and pastor, St. Valentine's love meant that he sometimes had to point out sickness and sin in order for these to be healed. His love meant that he had to tell people they would die if they didn't change their ways. His love meant being with people in their loneliness, grief, and suffering. His love meant that he shared the gospel of Christ's death and resurrection with people in their lowest moments. According to legend, St. Valentine's love even meant that he urged fasting and prayer in order to grow in the Christian faith. And thus, the ministry of St. Valentine makes for a great illustration for Ash Wednesday. Because as we emphasize today, God's own love for us doesn't look like what the world says love should look like. Instead, God's love is like the prophet Joel's words to the people of Israel and Jesus' words in the Sermon on the Mount, urging us to fast, to weep, to mourn, to repent, and to return to the Lord. By fasting, we give up for a time those things that may be holding us back from loving God completely, such as food, drink, technology, or a busy life. By weeping, mourning, and repenting, we confess and give up right now those things that are driving us away from God, such as sloth, lust, or anger. And by returning to the Lord, we intentionally cultivate a Christian life where hearing and reading God's word, praying, following God's commands, and doing works of charity or other good works bring us closer to God and make us stronger in faith. God's instructions on Ash Wednesday may not sound loving at first, but when we follow them, we grow in love for God and experience his love for us even more. 
Even more, today, God's love looks like him using his servants to mark us with ashes and tell us we are going to die. Again, this does not sound loving at first, but there is a sense of urgency in knowing that death is going to happen. This urgency leads to immediate repentance and return to the Lord. And thus, this urgency also leads to experiencing the love of God right now, and daily experiencing the love of God forever, both on earth and in heaven. And God's love also looks like him sending his one and only beloved Son to fulfill the law and die in your place. Indeed, God loves you and tells you to fast, to repent, to return to him, and tells you that you are going to die so that you realize even more the depth of Christ's love for you. Despite everything that holds you back from loving God fully, Jesus strengthens you by his spirit, word, and sacraments to love God and love others. Despite every sin that drives you away from God and his love, Jesus forgives you of all those sins and puts you back in God's steadfast love and mercy. Despite death itself, which would separate you from God forever, Jesus dies and destroys death for you, making it so that dying is just like falling asleep. And he, even a pla- and he even prepares a place for you to go when you die, to worship and receive the blessings of God's love forever. So just as love characterizes Valentine's Day, the love of God for us characterizes Ash Wednesday and the entire season of Lent, where we especially focus on God's love through Jesus' suffering and death. This is confirmed by Martin Luther's answer to the question, What motivated Christ to die and make full payment for your sins? Answer, His great love for his Father and for me and other sinners. And further, Just as the love shown by the actual St. Valentine is different from that emphasized on Valentine's Day, so also God's love for us through Christ Jesus is especially different from what the world thinks of love. This is confirmed by Jesus' statement in John 15. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends, if you do what I command you. During Lent, you probably focus on fasting, repenting of your sins, and returning to the Lord. But may you also focus on the love of God for you, to send his Son to die for you. This love is a subtle theme of Lent, but it is appropriate to bring out and meditate on, especially when the beginning of Lent falls on Valentine's Day. So to help your meditation, 
I'll close with some stanzas of a favorite Lenten hymn of mine, which brings out this theme of love wonderfully. My song is love unknown, my Savior's love to me, love to the loveless shown, that they might lovely be. Oh, who am I that for my sake my Lord should take frail flesh and die? Here might I stay and sing no story so divine. Never was love, dear King, never was grief like thine. This is my friend, in whose sweet praise I all my days could gladly spend. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Having heard the word of God, we confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you despise nothing you have made and forgive the sins of all who are penitent. Create in us new and contrite hearts that lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, we may receive from you full pardon and forgiveness. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. God's richest blessings to you during these 40 plus days of Lent.